Salutations and shit, guys. D. Carrie here. Very excited to be back in the studio. And I say it like I wasn't here last week. But um, last week was my episode with my dad. So special thank you to my main man, my man dad. Thanks for coming out and chopping up the shit with me. So this week, um, well, first of all, welcome to Travel and Shit. You're new or old now. Favorite podcast, more about the experience of travel, what was learned of travel, and how, I guess, myself and my guests feel when we're abroad, um, with a little bit of how-to along the way. I'm your host, D. Carrie, and um, I love to travel and talking about travel and shit. So, jumping right into it. Okay, I was a little hesitant to do this one, but... Honestly, I just kept coming up with more things to say as opposed to anything else to talk about today. So here we is, niggas. I don't even know what I'm going to title this one, but I was thinking of the different modes of transportation for some reason. And there are planes, there are trains, automobiles, you know, that whole, well, I think it was an old movie in the 80s, planes, trains, automobiles, something like that. And... When I thought of the different modes of transport, as a New Yorker, you know niggas be on them Greyhound buses, be on the Peter Pans, on uh, the Chinatown buses, and they will bring you pretty much anywhere in the country, but a lot of people use them to get from Philly to D.C. Those are the, um, the heavy hitters, if you will. And honestly, the places that I have visited Rather, not rather, but, you know, I won't say frequently, but the places that I've been to the most. I think I've even gone, I think I've gone as far as Virginia on the bus. No, I don't think so. I think I always flew or drove to Virginia. But before I traveled internationally, I did quite a bit of travel solo, of course. I did quite a bit of solo travel to different states along the East Coast. Um... I've got family in Virginia. I've got family in Jersey. And it occurred to me that I have done my share of traveling to see niggas. And uh, hey, Ma, so girl, you might want to check out on this episode and I'll see you next week. Uh, Graham, love you, girl. This this is not the one for you either. Um, But the rest of you come along. As we discuss some of the horrible decisions that I have made. Oh, no pun intended. Horrible Decisions is actually one of my favorite podcasts. And uh, yeah, it is quite apropos for this episode because of some of the horrible decisions I have traveled and made. Um, Let's see. I've been to Philly to see a joint. Hi, they call they, they shorties out there joints, right? I don't know if they call dudes joints or not. I'll have to ask my Philly connects. You guys let me know. Thanks, Drew, because I know you'll be the one to tell me. Um, So I've gone to Philly to see a dude. I drove out there. And no, one time I drove, one time I took the bus to see him. I think I saw him twice. Don't quite remember, but yeah. Then let's see. I remember one time I drove out to, shout out to my cousin. I don't know how she thought this was a good match, but I think she tried to hook me up with one of her friends. 
So I ended up driving to like South Jersey, which I don't know. I pride myself on being very intelligent, but I was so fucking surprised to see like farmland. And it's Jersey is the garden state. And it just never registered that there would be farms in Jersey to me. So I'm a little embarrassed to say that. But yeah, and the cows, I was so lost, so fucking lost. And I pulled into a Wawa and a very kind young lady with no front teeth uh, politely directed me in the right direction. But um, yeah, that dude was so whack. I was so pissed at my cousin after that. But um, yes, yeah, so I drove to South Jersey. I want to say that was maybe like a three hour, maybe four hour ride because I got lost. What else have I done on the close East Coast that was like trash? I think those were like some of the shorter, um, less than memorable visits. I know when I went to Philly, I ended up just not connecting with this dude at all. Um, and then I remember, ooh, wait, was that? No, that was DC. You know, shout out to the love of family because he was one of the worst, worst, worst. Um, I'm trying to remember where I met him. I don't remember. I might've met him, ooh, maybe online. Jesus Christ, terrible decision skill. I, I was... Ooh, I swear I was smart. I promise you I was. I think I met him online someplace. He came up to see me first and we hung out. That all went well. But then I ended up going to see him because we were a thing after a while. So I went to go see him and I think it only happened once. I think I only went out there the one time. Either way, he was somehow um, responsible for his younger brother. I think his the brother was like 16 or so. The brother lived with him in his apartment. Um, he had a two-bedroom, so it wasn't like they were on top of any of each other, anything kind of crazy. But I remember one night we ended up sleeping at the school that he worked at just so like we could spend time together, which was ridiculous. Then I remember another day, like his brother low-key ran away or like stopped answering his phone and then somehow he came back and it was like there was beef someplace and then his brother left again. Then all of a sudden I discovered this nigga had a gun in the house. And so now he's talking about I got to go out and fight this shit for my brother. And I'm like, OK, that's it for me. And then we got into we started arguing over something. I don't remember what it was. And I promptly called my uncle to collect me and my things because that was it for me. And I definitely um, didn't stay. Like, I think he actually kicked me out. Yes, this nigga actually kicked me out of his house. I had taken the bus from New York and we were arguing about something. I think I actually found out he was actually um, on medication for, I think it was bipolar or something. And he was on some kind of medication. I don't know if he had stopped or not. The, yeah, I swear to you, this is... this actually happened to me and it was just so fucking dramatic at the and I was just like I know this isn't happening and when he was like yo you can leave you can leave get the fuck out get the fuck out I was like yep whoop, that's enough that will be all for me so thankfully my uncle lives in DC and he sent a, ca a cab or a, ta a taxi I call them taxis well actually I call them cabs but he sent a car for me and um I 
don't know if I went to his house or if I just went and took my bus back home. So yeah, the bus, man. I was definitely on that Greyhound bus. Um, where else have I taken the bus to? Jesus, well, I don't even remember what his name was. It's really insignificant. Um, I also um, was dating a dude in, was it? Oh, yep, Virginia. So I went out to see, and it's crazy because now it becomes the conversation of, I have the most difficult time finding a dude that lives in New York. But for some reason, I always find someone willing to love on me while I'm abroad. Vacation is like the dating app for me. It's just weird. But alas, it's a thing. So actually, you know what? I haven't gone live in a while. Let's try going live. And you know what would be funny as fuck? If one of them niggas actually started watching the live. That would be fun, right? Let's see. Let's go to the lives. How do I go live? I go to the front page, slide over, and we go live. Look at me finding it quickly on the first time. Oh, drop the phone. Okay, let's turn the camera and we're rolling. So um, do I have the Wi-Fi on? Let's put the Wi-Fi on. Okay, I think that'll do. Nope, okay, there we go. Yep, I'm reconnecting. So I'm live now. Um, what was the last one? I was talking about Virginia, so I'd gone to, so let me backtrack half a second. When I was traveling, I would generally go to visit family and friends that I knew along the East Coast and travel like by myself and then just stay with them. So it would be either a flight, it would be a bus or it'd be a car ride. And then I would go stay with um, people that I knew and God bless them for keeping me in their homes, feeding me, taking great care of me and, you know, all that jazz. So Virginia, I was visiting my cousin and we were at like a game night, either at one of their friend's houses or they had the game night at their house. And lo and behold, one of their friends and I hit it off. We just, you know, kept talking or whatever. And it was really interesting. It was a really sweet guy. And we kept talking after I got back home and started, it was a thing. And so he would fly me from New York to Virginia and we would hang out together. And I remember one really, really cool date. It was a boat ride or something like that. Like one of them little rides you do that comes with a meal. There's dancing and all that shit. I wore a cute little dress. It was a really, it was a good time. Good fucking time, right? So that was fun. But he had, he was a single father. His um, child lived with him and uh, yeah, he wanted a lot very soon. Like he was really on some step parent, like, you know, this would be your stepson kind of thing. And if we get married and, you know, so you could live out here and 
maybe we could move. I think his mother lived with him. Yes, his mother lived with him because he needed someone. Oh, best friends watching. Hey, bestie. He his mother lived with him because he needed someone to help watch his son in his line of work. It was very possible that he would be bitch. I am talking um, about <laughs> all the crazy shit I've done, all the ways I don't travel to go see these niggas. Right. And I'm talking about the dude from Virginia right now. So anyway, his mother lived with him because of his line of work. It was very um, likely that he would have to um, be out of town for extended periods of time. And it was unfair to his child to, you know, disrupt his normal life. So his mother moved in so that he could help him with his son because the mother was just absentee, wasn't, you know, wasn't there at all. So one, it was just like, we're grown, like your mom is in the house. So it was kind of, for me, it was a little uncomfortable. It was a little awkward. And she was kind of one of them busybody moms. You know what I mean? She wasn't like the chill back, mind your business kind of mom. But um, yeah, man, it, it was ew, a little awkward. And then the way he was, I guess, implying that we would be a thing much sooner than I was ready to be a thing. And I, um, I love kids, but I don't have kids and I don't exactly think I was ready. Yeah, yeah, girl wasn't ready for that responsibility sweet sweet little sweet little one sweet little little one but uh yeah not me not now and he also I remember had like these really annoying personality traits like we would be sitting watching something on tv and then he would like change the channel I'm like, what the fuck are you doing like we're 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 engaged in what's going on like we're following the storyline at this point so what do you change like oh, I just want to see what else is on the, who the fuck does that like and it's stuff like that really would annoy me and then he would do like this weird like try to annoy me kind of like weird um poking and baby talk and it was just oh too much he was nice but mad corny and not even on some nice guys finish last shit just on some I'm not we weren't a good personality match like we weren't a good match so yeah went back home that didn't work did he come up to see me he did come up to see me as well I think once because he had family that lived I want to say in Jersey or something so he would come up to um Jersey spend some time with his family and then come see me while he was in the area so we both had taken one or two maybe two trips each to see each other and then it was just yeah this isn't going to work for me um but uh yeah one of my absolute favorite failures was the dude from NOLA. I absolutely love New Orleans. Uh, Built relationship aside, it was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite cities to be in. Hold on. Yeah. Favorite places. I would go see my homegirl, Angie. Hey, sis. Love you, girl. Um, oh, oh, girl. Interesting commentary on the Instagram. So one um, young lady says, girl, I've been with my boyfriend for nine years and yet to meet his three kids. They live with their mothers. That's girl. That's a stretch, though. Nine years. 
Nine years. Ooh, I'd have to meet the kids. Because, like, what if you stay with him, like, forever, forever? Like, those are your kids then. They're stepkids at that point. It's like, ooh, what if, like, they're deal breakers? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yikes. But, um, yeah, kids can be a deal breaker. Kids can definitely be a deal breaker. Personally, I... Even at the age I am now, I just turned 34. I don't really like dating guys with kids, mostly because of the relationship I have with my dad. I know that I am very spoiled. I love the shit out of my dad. My dad loves the shit out of me. And I would never want to come between that bond between a father and their kids. And I also know that I like a lot of attention. I know that I want um, as many of your resources to be spent on me and by resources I mean time and money so I want us to go out I want us to travel together I want us to do all the kind of couple things and in my mind if you're spending your money on me you're not spending it on your kids if you're spending your time with me you're not spending it with your kids and not to say that people with kids can't date fairly and equitably equitably and you know be good parents at the same time but like for me, I feel like I would be getting in the way of that. And then I also kind of feel like I know I would be kind of bratty when it came time to, hey, I want to do this on X, Y, and Z day or X, Y, and Z time. And then, oh, well, my daughter has, you know, something, something, something. It's, you know, something that I could see being absolutely without an issue, like a down the line thing. I just know when it comes to like dating in the beginning of a relationship that I want it to be completely about us and not anything else. And your kids is going to get in the way of that in my mind. I could be wrong, but in any relationship that I have been in, when the guy has had kids, it has been less than favorable, obviously, because I ain't with nobody, but it's been less than favorable. And also baby mothers would fucking hate me. This was also, I remember the baby mothers hating me was more so what two, yeah, early, was it early 2000, 2006 through 2008? How old was I then? 22 through 24 stage. That's when, and also a lot of that is the niggas. It don't have, I, I mean, I'm thinking that 80%, 90% of why them chicks didn't like me was, 90% because of them dudes, because I don't find the average woman to be unrealistic in terms of what her expectations of her baby's father actually are. You get what I'm saying? But um, yeah, all of that to say, I was, um, yeah, that was just in response to, to you, Tila Bila. So shout out to you. Thanks for listening to the podcast and appreciate you for joining me on the conversation on the IG live. Um, but New Orleans, fucking love it. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite places to um, go visit. But at this point, I think I've visited out because I've been there maybe eight times and I almost moved there so close. So I went down for Mardi Gras for the first time, maybe 2008 or 2000. And no, no, yeah, 2008, 2009, I want to say. And I stayed with my homegirl, Angie. And we had a great black ass time. 
I know one night we went to uh, the strip club and I had, or I'd already been bartending. I used to bartend at a strip club in Long Island called Taste of Honey. Shout out to my cousins. It was my cousin's bar. Shout out to all the girls that used to work there, particularly Remy and um, my cousin Nikki, everybody that we used to work with, the old crew, my cousin Sean, Tamars, and all the honey crew. And so strip club culture, niggas with money, flashy cars, none of it was new. None of it was new. I was very used to it. Yes. <laughs> so um, my name, they, I used to be, they used to call me Zoe when I was at the, um, at the bar. I remember when I started bartending there, I was actually, I started waitressing at the taste first. I was waitressing and that didn't work very well for me. I was, and still am, well, it hasn't happened as of recent, so I couldn't definitively say if I still am, but I am very likely still one of those girls that doesn't, well, I don't like being touched, period, by strangers, but I would do the whole, the, you can see me on live doing like the dramatic get off me, like throw the arm out of the way. Like when you try to grab my hand and I'm just like doing like the whole roundabout over my head back down kind of thing. So I'm one of those, especially if you're nasty about it. It's one thing if you're like, Hey, excuse me for a second. And then you like reach out to the, you know, tap my shoulder or tap my hand before, you know, I get too far away from you or something like that. But of course, one, it's a strip club. So niggas think they could touch everybody Two. It's, it's a bar, it's a strip club, there's liquor. So they get buzzed, they get fucked up or whatever, and then they're just very handsy, a lot of people. That was not a great environment for me. So I didn't like being touched, and a lot of guys would do that whole grabby, touchy, didn't work out. Thankfully, my cousin put me behind the bar. And Sassy, I'll never forget Sassy, she is the young lady that trained me behind the bar. And... So I was saying, yo, everybody has a name. I, I want a name. And, um, oh, hey, Unc, this might not be the episode for you. <laughs> I'm talking about all the fuck shit I've done. So feel free to tap out. Love you, though. Um, so she named me and she said, you know what? You look like you could be a Zoe. So I said, all right, I'll take it. So I was Zoe at the bar. And um, they... They were really good. They trained me. It was in the hood, though, so I didn't really have to do too much of shit. And um, it was like, let me get a Heineken. Let me get a Coco Loso. That's really all the work that I had to do. But anyway, so we had tons and tons of um, D-boys coming in, the nice cars, big money. <laughs> Later, Unc, love you. Um coming in flashing car like cash and the cars outside so I was very used to it we get to New Orleans and she and I me and Angie are leaving the the strip club and it's some some nigga in the in a Maserati and he's just like sitting there talking about you know trying to get our attention or something like that but don't pay no mind because I'm not talking to somebody that's shouting at me from the side of a car you know what I mean like that's not how that's not appropriate to me so we laugh at him dismiss him go about our way we stop get some po' boys and we went to go hang out with one of her friends turns out this friend of hers was staying at one of his friends houses or one of hers friends I don't remember which friend it was 
but this friend was staying at somebody else's house. And lo and behold, it was the dude from the strip club that we had played earlier. So that nigga walks in. I'm like, what the fuck you doing here? And he's like, oh, it's my house. And I was just like, oh, well, all right. Small world. Hey, sis, how you feeling, Chi? Um, so we are a little baffled. And it ended up being a little more awkward because now for somehow he and I are now in a room by ourselves and we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And so I had already decided I was going to sleep with him. So I was very okay with great one night stand. I'm on vacation. I'll see you never again. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I fuck with you. I want to, I want to take you out. I'm like, sir, it's totally unnecessary. We don't have to go anywhere. I'm really online. Like we're just going to fuck and never see each other again. And he's like, no, nah, I'm serious. I, I want to see you. And I'm like, okay, fine. So the next day, I remember I was getting dressed or I was getting, I was doing something and no, actually I was in the shower and her boyfriend's friend at the time made me feel so uncomfortable. Like, I think he like kept knocking on the door while I'm in there and he's like, yo, you ain't got nothing I ain't seen before. Let me in. And it was just like, yo, this nigga is bugging 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 like big time and I'm like yo I'm I'm out so I call the dude from the night before and I was like oh you want to come see me come get me and when I tell you he showed up I told him I was uncomfortable I was like yo come get me out of here this this dude is bugging when I tell you he was there in like 15 minutes he was there 15 minutes got out the car came rang the bell and waited right there for me to come outside so came out picked me up let my homegirl know hey bitch love you but I'm, I'm staying at this nigga house. And so went over there. And when I tell you, he pulled out all list stops. We went, did we go shopping that day? We did. We actually went down to French quarter. We, I'd never been on a trolley ride before we took a trolley ride and then we, and Ooh, mind you. So he what did he do? He drove to like the car wash, left the car there. Then, excuse me, we went to, then we went, like we walked to the trolley station. Yeah, yeah, to the, whatever the stop was. Took trolley in town or whatever, walked around. He knows that like antiques and art and stuff like that. So we went to, he sat through all the fucking antique shops for me. And anytime I saw something I liked, he was like, oh, do you want it? Do you want it? And I'm like, no, actually I, I don't. It's just nice. Okay, well, you want that? You want that? No. And we're walking through the park and I see like this artwork that I like. It's like a, a painting of a dancer and it's got a lot of quotes around it. And that I actually liked and I let him buy that for me. So he bought that for me and um, had it, um, he carried it around for the day. And then we saw like a lot of street performers. Great fucking time. Great fucking time. And then somebody, I don't know who, comes Drops the car off to him and in the car is this huge bouquet of flowers in the back seat. Now, I told him at the time my favorite flower was uh, calla lilies. And so he was profusely apologizing that they weren't calla lilies, but that they were regular lilies. Mind you, the bouquet is half my size. 
I am five, four and three fourths. Don't fuck up with the three fourths. It is a unit of measure and it's on my back. So this bouquet is half my size and it was absolutely beautiful. And he's all apologizing that it's not the flower that I'd mentioned in passing in a conversation like the day before or something like that. So Shorty was getting mad points. We ended up going out to eat and great fucking time. That was the, oh, and he changed my flight. And yes, five, four and three fourths. Don't forget that three fourths, okay? The doctor or the nurse, someone with a medical degree or license put that on there, okay? Thank you. And um, ooh, all the way from it Italy, what's up? I keep forgetting your name, H2O Sputnik. Please tell me your name again. Um, so he ended up paying to change my flight. And so I stayed with him an extra day and went to work and he ended up shipping me to my job actually. Um, I think because I didn't want to give him my address yet. Oddly enough, I was like staying in his house for like two, three days or something like that. But I'm trying to remember the excuse that I gave my parents. My, you, I don't know, because I don't know if you ever stopped listening to this episode, but if you remember what I said, so she would be like, yeah, I'm coming home a little bit later. I don't know. Um, so anyway, he paid to change the flight. And when I got back to work, maybe a couple of days later, he ended up, he had shipped up the painting. He had made like a mix CD that had like pictures of us put that on like the, he, he made fucking cover art, okay? Like how, how cute is it? Made cover art and then like sent me cash also. So I, you, I would, yeah, I was just selective about just certain things. Like I knew what was going on, but I didn't, just don't ask questions, you know? So then he came up to see me. I flew out to see him a couple times. Um, and then as we were dating, I would just go, you know, visit him and, you know, met his family. Sister loved me. Then there was another time we went to, um, where did we go? I remember for his sister's graduation, we ended up going to Destin, Florida. So I flew down there and then we drove from New Orleans to Destin. We of course stayed, we stayed at, was it? Um, I don't know. I know it was like um, like a condo or something. So I don't know if that was like the beginning of staying at an Airbnb and I just didn't know about it or something, but we had this nice condo, three bedrooms, bomb ass kitchen and shit. And we shopped, we went to the beach. We went to um, went to the club, and that's when I realized I don't even think he knew. Um, Dustin really is beautiful. I had a really good time. We did jet skiing. I was so that was the first time I had ever done a water sport. So I have a fear of open water. Still don't like it. Don't like beaches. I mean, love beaches. I mean, I don't like uh, bridges because I like the idea of open water, not knowing what's going on under there and. It just creeps me out. So I can swim. I'm just not a great swimmer. So my um, lack of being an Olympian kind of adds to the idea. I can't see what's happening here. I don't know what's coming to it, it in my head. I create all these wild stories about what's going to happen to me in the water. Right. So anyway, 
I thought that I was just going to get on the back of his jet ski. And he's like, no, you're going to get your own. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm cool getting on yours. And he's just like, no, you're, I want my own. You can have your own. Can I tell you, I cried. I cried on the jet ski. And I was so terrified. And of course, I was the last person to get on to a jet ski because I was so scared. But because of the way everything was set up, the last person on is the first one out. I um, I don't know how I did it, but I ended up getting myself out of the little thing. And then as um, soon as we start going and I kind of got a good handle on the thing, yo, I was fucking out. I was flying on that thing. And because I'm so small, like I was able to go the fastest out of everybody because he was a big dude. He was um, like teddy bear size. He was, he was, I'm trying to think of somebody that might be um, a good gauge to go by. I don't really know common celebrities. Like I, I'm not up with the pop cultures. So I can't really think of somebody. He was maybe 5'10", 275, maybe 300 pounds. I don't know. He was uh, not very good at that. But um, he was a big nigga. And his sister was a big girl. Not big, big. She was just kind of thick. And then her friend was also very thick. So they were able to go. No, no, bitch. He wasn't Rick Ross size. Maybe his current size. I don't know. But you remember. That, did you meet him? I don't remember. If, no, I don't know if you met him. But I know you've seen pictures. You, Courtney, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But I don't know. No, you mean <laughs> he was big, big. No, he wasn't big, big, but he was like, he was big. Like, I'm, no, he wasn't Reuben Stutter big. He was kind of big, but not that big. Like, fuck. Like, he was, <sighs> guys, I'm drawing a blank on somebody to compare him to. Because he wasn't just belly. He was, the rest of him was kind of big as all. I mean, not saying like he had a big dick or nothing like that, but. Just like his legs were big, his arms were big. Yes, he was chunky. Thank you. Like he wasn't like, <laughs> he wasn't like, um, you know, um, the Monopoly guy, you know, just like, oh, big, big belly. But yeah. So anyway, he was a big dude. So they were able to haul ass, but like I'm going like 90 miles an hour on the jet ski. So I was terrified at first, but once I got over that, I was out, out. And so I had a great time, great, great, great time. And um, that was my first experience with any type of like a water sport at all. But I realized I was able to go so fast and they were like, Yo, I couldn't get over 60 because they were just so much, they were heavier. So I guess there's, they weren't, it wasn't as easy for them to push it. That's at least what I surmised of the experience keep in mind not what my degree is in so I can't definitively say that that's the scientific reason behind it just what I you know thought on my own right so yeah uh water sports Destin and I remember I flew out there maybe like four or five different times to go see him and then Maybe, nope, maybe three or four, because in hindsight, I'm thinking this didn't last longer than like three months. So realistically speaking, it was probably like three or four times. Um, and he had come up to see me as well. So he was, and when he came up, 
he actually, he was kind of smooth. So he, oh, he was actually really smooth. We ended up going to, um, what's the thing? I had never been like front row at a concert before. It was, was it Scream Fest? Some, I don't know. I know that it was Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Nicki Minaj. Um, I remember Candace was dancing because Candace, um, I met Candace through my cousin, Rachel, who, um, is a professional dancer. And now that I'm thinking about it, you, they all might know Amandy. I should probably ask. But anyway, um, Candace was dancing with either Lil Wayne or Nicki Minaj. And I remember seeing her on stage and that was really cool. But I was in the second row. I felt like such a bad bitch. And... We ended up driving to, well, he drove. We drove to whatever stadium or arena it was at. And, you know, you just show your little pass and then you just walk right down. Then you get your drinks and you just sit there. And I swear, like, um, I'm not even like a Nikki fan, but I, I swear she winked at me. I just felt so like Mixie. I was very, very um, pleased with that experience. That was fun. And then we ended up going to see Miguel at one of those spots in the city not like um maybe like Hammerstein or um no maybe not it was a, one of those places that had like a real small um intimate setting where wherever you are is a good seat you can see the stage you can hear them perfectly that was mad cool he even requested to meet my parents which niggas have never done before he was like pick a nice restaurant i want to meet your parents and so i knew that his favorite restaurant was Ruthris Shout out to Shaw, because I know you love that place. Um, we had eaten there and Nola a few times. And so I was like, all right, well, we'll go to the one out here. So <laughs> I remember I had to beg my dad to go. I had to beg my daddy to go. He was just like, I'll meet him some other way. Tell him to come to the house. I ain't having no nigga pay for my meal. I'm like, daddy, like, I want you to meet my boyfriend. He's just like, yeah, I'll meet your boyfriend. I just, no nigga ain't paying for my meal. I was like. Daddy, please. He wants to meet you guys. Can you, he, you, he can meet your mother there. I ain't going. So I had to do the daughter thing and just the wine and complain. He's like, ah. So he finally came, met my parents. That went well. And so it was just like this whirlwind of a relationship. And lo and behold, a nigga's still going to nig. And that ended. That didn't work out. But when I tell you I did a whole lot of traveling, and we did a whole lot of in shit. Like we just had so much fun in that little bit of time. And um, yeah, I that was one of that was a fun that oh man, that one was a fun, a fun bad decision. He was a fun one. Where else? I remember once <laughs> this is another fun one. So my cousin Nikki and I, this is the same Nikki from um The Taste. I remember we drove down to because her and her mom like her family has um they living here in new york and they were but they were in atlanta they also they were like dual residents they lived in atlanta she lived in atlanta i think she grew up there when we were kids <laughs> sorry because i'm reading the comments corporate zoe wait what you mean a nigga gonna nigga how you just gonna drop the story like that i'm gonna drop the story like that because i found out a nigga was cheating I found out he was cheating on Facebook. So if inquiring minds must know, I did a little bit of investing and um, 
I saw that somebody, the sister's friend that came with us to Destin. <laughs> Yo, it gets so mixy and so messy. It's, fuck you for bringing this up, okay? <laughs> so, I didn't like the bitch from when we went to Destin. I didn't like her. I didn't like her. I knew she liked him. And in all actuality, um, I was trying to be fair. See my cut? You know what I mean? With my, I see what's going on. G the barber. I got my, my cut. My, you know what I mean? Um, Rich took care of me. Next time I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to book with you. So um, shout out to Cool Cuts on Francis Lewis. If you in the hood, go get your shit cut there. Um, so I remember meeting this bitch and I did not like her. And I didn't like her because of the way she was acting around my shorty. And, but I wasn't going, I wasn't going to make a thing out of it because this is his sister's best friend. And so realistically speaking, she's had a relationship with him longer than I've had a relationship with him. Right. Logic. So I'm like, all right, they, there's a dynamic to them. This is his sister's friend. No big deal. And also I was very secure in my position. So it was not a, I wasn't being unrealistic. I just know, I know what I know and I'm very big on energy and she had a lot of energy for him that she ain't have no, not, I'm here now, bitch. You don't have no need for this kind of energy while I'm here. So I picked up on all of that while we were on the trip. I remember because, okay, I left this part out too. Damn you, Zoe. So while we were in Destin, he, we drove the Maserati down there. And while we were in Destin, somebody, one of his friends ended up um, crashing. He had a Range Rover. They ended up crashing the Range Rover. And it didn't total it, but he had just spent money, like, taking a shopping and shit. And when they fucked up the car, he's like, I just spent blah, blah, blah. Now I got to spend yada, yada, yada to get this fixed. So now he's pissed off. Everybody had a horrible night because he was pissed off. Um, that was not a good night at all. Um, won't be getting into that. But I remember we ended up finally getting back when we drove back to uh, New Orleans. And... She kept trying to have it so that she would stay the night at his house. And I'm like, bitch, for what? Like, you have no reason to be here at all. And I told him, I was like, no, she could go. She could go. She's going to go. And he wasn't stupid. So he was just like, no, nah, I mean, if you too tired to drive, I'll get you a cab and then I'll get your car to you tomorrow. But y'all, y'all could go. You guys could go. So they chill for a little while and um, I think that they left. And so I appreciated him for that, but get back home. And I was, I remember he didn't, he wasn't answering my calls. We were actually supposed to go to Miami together. I think I had taken off the time from work already, something dramatic. And then and then which barber? Because it's technically I have one barber at you know where, but I'm gonna go to this is Chris friend. Sorry, I'm y'all stop distracting me. 
I'm doing a podcast, okay? Um, so I ended up going to, um, fuck, see what I'm saying? Now he done thrown off my whole train of thought, Courtney. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, we were supposed to go to Miami. And we ended up postponing the trip. I'm doing air quotes for those of you not watching the live. We ended up postponing the trip because, um, thank you, <laughs> my, since you got me down this rabbit hole. Um, we ended up postponing the trip because it was hurricane season and he was concerned because his mother lived in like, um, I love you too, Courtney. His mother lived in like a flood area or a uh, area that had the possibility of flooding during the time that we would be in Miami. And so he was worried about making sure that she would be able to get all of her stuff in the house out or, you know, protect all of that, blah, 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 blah. So me being the understanding girlfriend, I'm just like, yo, I totally understand. Like you got a house out there to be worried about. It doesn't make sense for you to be in Miami during all of this. We can always go a month from now. We could go a couple weeks from now. It's nothing. Don't sweat it. So during the time we were supposed to be in Miami, I think I tried to call this nigga and he wasn't answering the phone. So he's not picking up. He's not picking up. And I refused to follow him on Facebook because I said, you know what? I don't want to be all in his shit. I don't really need him all in my shit. But I would definitely occasionally investigate and check out a few things. And lo and behold, I saw the girl, the sister's friend, um, commenting back on one of his um posts or something he had said some roundabout like vague nigga shit like something you want right in front of you and you can't have it and then she had commentary back and then they're going back and forth i said hold the fuck on so now i call his sister and his sister's like oh hey whatever she, sister loved me at least she pretended to love me she did a damn good job and um she's like yeah he's in miami blah 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 hmm the nigga's in miami eh and then, um, so I'm calling, he's not answering. And I think a little bit after, either I did a little more digging or this was like another day or some wild shit. And I saw pictures of bitches in bikinis in his car. And so it was just like, he had gone to Miami with his brother and totally was just like, yeah, so I don't want to take a trip with my girl, but I'm going to take a trip with my niggas because niggas going to nig. And that's what I mean by niggas is going to nig, corporate so, okay? That's my point. And um, yeah, I specifically remember that being the first time I hated the advice my mother gave me. And so I don't think that I ever asked my mother for advice after that. I remember asking, I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken, right? And so I called and I asked my, I was talking to my mom about it. Cause, and mind you, I'm, I don't really, you know, share with my mom like that. And so I called my mom and I was talking to her about it. And this nigga tells me, stop. He wasn't having no fucking Bible study on the beach with this bitch with an ass out. What Bible they reading? Okay. But I asked, my, I was like, mom, like what's going, like, what do I do? Because mind you, she met the nigga, right? And so this nigga going to tell me. Don't look for things you don't want to find. When I tell you I almost lost my shit, what kind of, I, I just was baffled. Like what kind of advice is that to give to your, your, your baby, your daughter who just got, you know, nigged on by, you know, this nigga. And I'm like, 
I was so heartbroken. And I've no, I don't think I've ever asked my mother for advice after that. I did not like that answer again. She was right. However, I didn't like the advice at all. So there's that on that. And that corporate zoe is what I'm in by niggas gonna nig. And it wasn't Bible study. That's that on that. So um, yeah, that was the good, horrible time in NOLA. And I was talking about the time, hey, Donlin, my cousin had, they had a house in Atlanta. They have a house up here in Long Island. And we decided to drive out to Atlanta together. We would spend the week out there, have a great black ass time. So she picked me up, pardon. She had picked me up from work and did like the first leg of the drive. She took her little five hour energy drink and is the cutest weird little thing because she can drink her vodka straight, but she cannot take a shot of five hour energy drink like without holding her nose and just like making the grossest face, right? So anyway, she took the shot. I went to sleep because I had just gotten off of work and she drove us maybe, I don't know, let's say all the way through Jersey, whatever comes after Jersey. It's not Pennsylvania when you're going down South, is it? I don't fucking know. But anyway, she got us substantially far. Then I took over. Mind you, these niggas got money. So we were driving. She had a CLK at the time, nice little convertible. And so I took my little five-hour energy drink and I'm like, all right, bitch, let's go. And when I tell you I crashed so hard, not the car, I just crashed in terms of energy. I had taken the nap, but then when I took the, um, hey, what's up, Matthew? I had taken the energy drink. I was good to go. You couldn't tell me that I couldn't drive to North Carolina and then like back to Virginia on the energy where I was at. So I'm going, 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 going. And my, I remember my cousin played me. This was like one of the smoothest plays I've ever gotten. So we were listening to Destiny Child, Writings on the Wall, still one of my favorite albums. And so I'm driving and singing because what self-respecting black woman doesn't sing when she drives, right? So I'm driving and she pops up awake. She's like, boo, we okay? And I'm like, bitch, yes. Like, what's wrong? She, it was my singing that <laughs> woke her up because she thought something was wrong. I was a little hurt, but I know that um, the vocals, it's not my ministry. Singing's not for me, but I don't let that stop me. I don't let that stop me. I still follow my heart and I do as the spirit directs. Anywho, yeah, I was dead tired like 45 minutes, maybe an hour and 45 minutes later. Like I was like, I can't afford to fix your car. I also don't want to die. So we either are going to both sleep in the car, or we're going to pull over and go to sleep someplace or you're going to drive. So then we ended up driving and we finally get there. They've got this bomb ass house and we're having a great time, great time, great time. So we went to the mall. I'm trying to remember which one. I know there's um, like a really fancy one and then there's a less than fancy one or something. Speaking of malls, going to have a little divergent moment here. In New Orleans, they have drive through daiquiri shops. If you didn't know, if you've never been to New Orleans, you can basically get a daiquiri anytime, anywhere. You can 
drive up to the daiquiri shop. They have drive through daiquiri shops. Like the same way you're picking up um, Chick-fil-A, the same way you're picking up, you know, McDonald's, you can buy yourself a daiquiri and you can drive with a daiquiri. You know what I'm saying? Like their open carry, uh, open carry, their open container laws are incredible. That's why everybody loves Mardi Gras because you could walk around the streets with your fucking drink, right? You also can buy alcohol at the gas station. Fucking loved it. So heads up, if you're going to Mardi Gras, if you're going to be, or if you're just going to New Orleans in general, have a good time going down to um, Bourbon Street, hopping around to the other bars and, you know, buying little drinks and shit. But if you're going to go more than one night, don't do that buying your drinks at the bars and stuff more than the one time just to have the experience. Because you can go to the fucking gas station, buy you a pint or whatever the fuck you want to drink, buy a soda, and $12 later, $15 later, you've got your drinks for the night. Just, you you know, you have one. We went to the, this is after we had done a Mardi Gras together. We ended up, I ended up, who, how can I put it? I loved, what was it? Bacchus Fest. That's the night before, that's like the parade before, I think it's London Gras, they call it. I think it's the night before actual Mardi Gras. So that would be like the Monday and then the, hey, Mars, what's up? It's like the Monday and then the Tuesday before Mardi Gras because Mardi Gras is, um, no, Mardi Gras is on Tuesday because it's always the day before Ash Wednesday. So Lundi Gras, I want to say it's the Monday. Bacchus Fest might be Sunday. I don't fucking know. But there's a million and four different parades and events and stuff. So go out there, catch beads, have a good time, but get your liquor at the gas station or at a liquor store or whatever, and just walk around with your drink. You don't have to, um, you don't have to spend money on all the, um, at all the bars. So man, we had some, I had some good ass times at those Mardi Gras. I'm not a big club person, but the first year I went out there and you took me to, um, uh, what do you call it? A couple of the clock. I think one was called like stadium. We did not have a very good time because I didn't enjoy it. I remember I almost got into it with this one dude. Cause you could smoke in, um, you could smoke in the club. And this is back when Angie was wearing a weave or a wig. I don't remember what the fuck it was. I think it was a weave. Anyway, this thing is right on her back with like a cigarette. So I'm like, yo fam, back the fuck up. Like, why are you so close? And it was, it was like, you're going to light her hair on fire. And he was just like, and I'm just uh, like, what are you doing? Like, we, we not having a fucking Michael Jackson event right here in the club. Back the fuck up. So that just added to the, I don't like crowds and ugh, horrible experience. I had the best steak sandwich of my life. They have like, I'm a more hole in the wall kind of girl, a lounge or, um, whatever just don't i don't need big i don't need rah-rah give me a bar give me median age 35 you know what i mean i don't need to be around a bunch of 22 year olds or um 18 and up i will only do 18 16 and like 18 and up for the babies in my life for my little cousin or i know um you know a couple of my younger friends do events and stuff and I'm here to support you and the arts baby but only for your event not just for like a good time you know anywho we went to some spot and they make you a steak sandwich 
right then and there, came with a side. I think I spent $10 and I got two drink tickets, like a buy one, get one free drink ticket. It was so good. So fucking good. Um, I'm trying to remember her friend's name, but he came through. We had a good time. Angie, tell him hi because you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, what else did we do out there? We went to strip clubs quite a few times. Love a good strip club. Um, I ended up going on that because that tangent because of the mall. I did not want to be at the fucking mall. Had no, I didn't need nothing. But, oh, it really is. New Orleans is incredible. I've always had incredible fucking times in New Orleans. Um, but we went to the mall because she wanted to buy something for her babies to wear to uh, Mardi Gras. So she drives me to the mall. I'm in this real shitty, like, ah, bitch, you got me out here, whatever. Woo, woo, woo. So we're walking around the mall. We went to go get something to eat. I'm thinking I'm going to get Chick-fil-A, but it's fucking Sunday. So that went down the drain. And then I see that there's a fucking daiquiri shop in the mall. I said, bitch, you had me in this mall that I didn't want to be at. And I could have had a daiquiri the whole way through. Do you realize how much less complaining I would have done had I had a daiquiri the whole time? Like it I, blew my mind. You could even buy daiquiris at the fucking mall, bro. New Orleans is incredible. So say all that to say, malls. I was at the mall with Nikki in Atlanta. We were having a great time. I don't remember much of the shit that we did. I do remember though, I, we went to, um, I used to have a thing for shoes. I would spend my last dollar on shoes and jeans. Oh, to be young. I, we went into Steve Madden and Lo and behold, it's this fine chocolate nigga that's selling the shoes. And he got this real smooth voice. And I'm like, yo, he's mad cute. And he sounds mad nice. And we kicking it. We macking. Woo, he ends up giving me his discount. So I think I bought like five pairs of shoes. And he was going to order like another pair of shoes and ship them to me because they didn't have my size, but I, he was still going to let me use his discount. So he was going to order them and ship them up for me. So ended up buying all these shoes and arranged to like meet up with him again. God bless my cousin for being a great wing woman. And she ended up driving me to this nigga's house. A great one. I was thinking one night stand, but no, this nigga had other plans. He actually ended up being really, really cool. We're actually still friends to this day. We are actually still friends to this day. We used to speak a lot more often. And um, actually, I think I spoke to him about two months ago. He checked on me. But um, we had a great time. He ended up coming up to New York to see me. He did send me my shoes. I think it was like another two pair of boots that I had ordered. He did ship them bitches up. I remember we could almost not get all the shit in the car because she had a CLK. So the trunk was tiny and there's not really a back seat. And she had bags and stuff. I had other bags. Like I used to just randomly spend money on clothes. Now I just wear chucks and white tees. Y'all see me in the same shit whenever you see me. I just Jeans and a white tee, right? Anywho, that was... Yeah. Oh, Atlanta. So met him. 
we ended up staying really, we were cool. He came up and um, we hung out some more. And that just was, that was really short lived because it was just like, this, this isn't going to work. You're too far. You don't have the funds to travel back and forth. I don't have the funds to travel back and forth. So it's just like, we're never really going to see each other. So we just stayed friends, but we stayed friends and still kick it up, not kick it, like see each other, but we still like speak, check in on each other, see how each other are doing. But um, yeah, y'all, I have been some places for some niggas, got flewed out a couple times, but I don't know if it count, does it really constitute being flewed out? Like, I don't know. Y'all have to tell me what the what the kids mean when they because I mean niggas was paying for my flight niggas flew me to go see them so I guess that that counts as being the flute out but I don't know if there's like additional fine print in the stipulations of what actually falls under that criteria or not because technically but untechnically oh Jade hey boo boo um I don't know they were all short-lived relationships. Yeah, you know, didn't work out. And I met them, um, for the most part, on vacation. I always seem to find niggas on vacation. But, um, you know, I am growing. I am more adult now than I've ever been. And, um, you know, maybe one day I will. You think it does count? Thank you. Maybe I have been flued out. I mean, it's not like it's an exciting thing. It doesn't really add anything to the list, but... Gives me a title for the episode, if nothing else, right? But um, yeah, let's see. That was DC, NOLA, Virginia, Atlanta. I think those are the only four. Up. Oh, then there was the Philly nigga. Then there was the 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 Jersey nigga. But I took buses and stuff. Yeah. Y'all just gonna have to listen to the beginning of the episode for that bit of information. But, um, so to the IGs, thanks for following and feeding into my bullshit. I appreciate you guys, um, joining the episode with me, if you will. Be sure to check in on Thursday to see how the rest of the podcast went. Um, so Jade, Mars, Courtney for distracting me, Corporate Zoe, um, Gita Barba, everybody, Appreciate it. I'm going to sign off with you guys on the Instagram and wrap up the. I guess I'll start doing the, um, the what's the calls, the, um, what is this? Um, Instagram lives, you know, uh, again, cause why not? It's fun. I love when you guys jump in and add to the discussion, but, um, yeah, so that's at least one, one, two, three, four, six different locations I've been to for some dick. Yeah, good times, good times. I have lived a life and I am not ashamed of any of it. Learned a lot of lessons along the way. Learn a lot about yourself, not just from traveling, but as I always say, from the experiences that you have while you're traveling. And um, travel relationships are no different. You can learn a lot from yourself and, you know, from the different people that you partner with, however long or however short. And um, 
have a good time and have a bad time, but learn along the way. So that was fun. Thanks for coming with me down memory lane. And I will speak to you guys. You know, technically this is episode 52. There are 52 weeks in a year. So this concludes the first year of traveling shit, y'all. And I have some really fun stuff planned, some really fun things to come, you know, and I think that you will enjoy them. I, I really do think that you'll enjoy it and I'm excited to see where it can go. So stay tuned. Thank y'all for fucking with the kid. Uh, be sure to follow me on the Instagrams underscore D carry this letter D C A R R I E and follow traveling shit on the Instagram as well. T R A V E L the letter N S H I T with an underscore. Be sure to follow my network beats on film. And um, if you have any past episodes that you want to get information on like if you want to find out what the website for Fletcher Cleves was if you want to um you know see pictures of me and Lola you can always feel free to go to my website dcarry.com another way to contact me and find out more about the different shit that I do so that's it see y'all niggas next week thanks for listening bye